Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. And now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. Thank you for joining us. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. Excited to be here with you today. Thank you for joining us. And we hope to add some value, and especially value as it relates to tax and how you're taxed, actually. Um, It is a big show for us. Last year, we had the same show. But uh, first of all, I want to thank Mark and the whole team here for covering for me for the last couple of weeks. Um, Really appreciate uh, them filling in as I've been out um, for an extended period of time. So, Mark, thanks for for taking over. Um, I know you did an excellent job. and It's good to have that. you back. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. So it was a year ago, I guess, somewhere in that neighborhood that we had Yvonne on the show. And Yvonne is uh, basically uh, an accountant. She's a tax preparer. She's a tax planner. Uh, does a lot of things other than just those two things. And she is the owner and also operator of Five Star Holding, right? Is that still the... Five Star Holdings, is that still the company? Yes, absolutely. Yep. And your little nickname that you have sort of taken on is the... It's on her license plate. Oh, that's right. Exactly. And so what you do is, and and I think this is an important thing to draw a parallel between what MIG does, really, and what you do, because we don't just come in and say, oh, we're doing a loan for you, you know, getting you the money for the house, and then we're just going to leave. This is a long-term relationship, and it's a commitment to being an advisor. And I think that's what I took away last year from what our shows. And, and you worked with a couple of my family members and friends. I know that Mark referred some people. Um, so first, if you don't mind, because I know some people heard the show last time, but I'd love to get the 30,000-foot view again just of what you do, how you do it, and what some of your principles are, Vaughn. Absolutely. Um at Five Star, uh, we focus on uh, personal taxation. Uh, we do do a few uh, corporate and partnership returns, uh, but a huge focus of ours is tax planning. When we come in to do a return, it's not so much about uh, the year that has already passed. Uh, it is about looking at what's changing in your life uh, in the year that we're already in. Mm-hmm. And how do we adjust our taxation to come out to your desired outcome? Mm -hmm. And how do we get ahead of the curve and not behind it when we're talking about tax planning and getting to that result that you're looking for? Mm, That's so good because... Whenever you, we were talking off air a moment ago, and you know, there's of course a lot of anxiety right now with the new tax law, and you know, we we barely could even open the government come first of the year. So, you know, there hasn't been a lot of work done on some of the unintended consequences that were as a result of the law. Um, And there's some anxiety. And so when you were, I was asking you how things were going and and the first thing that you said, because I said, you know, is there a lot of anxiety? And you, the first thing that you said was, well, we had already done a lot of the tax planning on the front end. So my clients really don't have any anxiety because I had them prepared for this. However, some of my newer clients we are having to work through. So talk about that a little bit. I mean, your whole philosophy is really to get out ahead of things and you're on the front 
line of, of knowing what to do and how to do it. Exactly. Uh, it's interesting how a tax return directly mirrors what has happened in your personal life in the year. It's essentially an accounting for everything that has happened. Perhaps we got married. Perhaps we had a baby. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Welcome to married filing joint tax status. Yeah. One of the best ones out there. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> lots of discussion about different things. Did we buy a home? Mm-hmm. Uh, did we sell a home? Uh, maybe we got into some investment property like real estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we're doing rental houses now. Maybe we have a child in college. Somebody turned 17 mm-hmm. who's on your tax return and is no longer eligible for child tax credit. Mm. So uh, that's a big one in the planning world is, you know, what does that look like as far as all the moving parts in the return Mm -hmm. and what are the net effects tax-wise and how do we change things uh, so that it's a little bit more of what your desired outcome is. Right. So maybe when you have a 15-year-old, and you need to anticipate that come, you know, whatever year, you're going to need to understand that your tax, you know, maybe you may be a little bit uh, more susceptible to a higher tax unless you alter your plans a little and maybe figure out some other options so that you can shelter yourself. And, you know, there's a lot of people that say, oh, you know, these corporations don't pay taxes and, you know, Exxon has never paid any taxes and so forth and so on. I mean, you hear the complaints on both sides. Um, But the fact is there's rules and there's laws within the government and how it is that we set up our tax code. And just like a company can avoid being taxed because of the laws that are available for whatever incentivized uh, type of programs, Exxon, for instance, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. The, uh, you know, general public also has those ability to exercise their rights. So, you know, when people say, oh, he doesn't pay any taxes, well, it's not totally true. If you're a real estate agent and you're getting paid 100% commissions, you're getting taxed, but you're also, you have a ton of outgoing expense that you have to balance that with because you're, you're self-employed. So you tackle those things at the front end when you meet with somebody, I'm assuming. Absolutely. So we usually sit down and talk about what are the specifics of their tax scenario. Mm-hmm. And I listen very closely as they tell me about uh, their you know, family situation and their children's. I even ask what the children's interests are because that is an important mm-hmm. discussion to figure out, uh, you know, are they looking at a soccer scholarship potentially when going to college? And yeah. uh, that always leads into the discussion about education uh, credits. But Do I need to start getting my daughter out playing soccer? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> Lots of different uh, things in that. And the uh, Taxpayer Bill of Rights specifically states that a taxpayer has the right to pay the correct mm. amount of tax. That means they exactly. have the option to exercise every available tax provision to them in their specific circumstances. Mm -hmm. So we really know our clients. I have very close relationships with everyone that I work with and uh, know that, you know, they have a baby coming. What does that mean on the tax return? Mm -hmm. We're going to sell a home. We're going to move uh, many different things uh, that uh, we keep ahead of it because technically when you're filing an income tax return for the year that is already gone, one of my um, 
seminar teacher said this, and I found it hilarious. He said, you know, that is done and gone. It's burned up. That's basically arson investigation. (laughs) Uh, But our tax planning for the year that's, you know, already started and, you know, we will be following through on, that is fire prevention. Mm, I like it. And we have a fire prevention series for those that are interested. You can find that. A lot of times, you know, people come to you and you, you, you guide them through the process and what you're looking for and how they can prepare with based on the laws and where they are. Do people ever ask you, but how can I shelter some of this income? I, um, I, you showed me how we deal with it. Do they ever ask you for that type of advice? of How to like I, launder money? What are we talking uh, about here? You know, like, I don't know, start a business in, in, yeah. inside your home for tax deduction well, purposes. For, for instance, if you have a 15-year-old and they're going to be 17, you're losing some tax you're 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 yes. being exposed. So, what are some other things? How that can I, can I do? reduce it other exactly. than just the normal foundation right. of what's available? Does that make sense? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the easiest things that is out there uh, is maximizing more into four hundred one k. That is oh. already a um, an option that's out there for many people uh, in a. W-2 environment. Uh, So, uh, you know, maybe they're doing 4% or 5%, Mm. but actually they can contribute um, per 2019 rolls $19,000 from their wages You'll into the 401k in the first couple of months mark <laughs> <laughs> so subsequently we want to spend time uh you know making sure because that shaves off taxable mm. income so yeah if you're able to contribute oh. that maybe it's ten thousand dollars and you're paid you know fifty thousand uh then after your 401k deduction you're only taxed on forty thousand mm-hmm. that could be like twenty eight hundred dollars that you could save yourself right quite, quite a bit and then you're she you know withholding to to that <laughs> i'm just kidding I I always never commit until I see numbers. Absolutely. But you raise a very good point. There are ways, and we only have one minute left in this segment, and we'll we'll carry this conversation on to the next segment as well. Um, But you make a good point. There's always alternatives, and there's always creative ways. And you mentioned that the, uh, about said patient bill of rights, which is kind of what it is, but the taxpayer bill of rights, you have certain uh, rights and one of those is that hey you're only needing to pay the government what you're required to pay them no more now the problem is when folks go and do it themselves or they don't go to a reliable source you know you're putting yourself at risk of maybe not getting all of the breaks that you have due we'll talk more about that as well we're ha- here with Yvonne uh, Couts is that the pronunciation right here on the housing hour we'll be right back in just a few minutes Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host. Thank you for joining us. Have an exciting show lined up, and we are in the middle of it. We're talking today about taxes and the new tax law, which went into effect in 2018. People are um, a little bit anxious, some. some clients that are not uh, Yvonne's are anxious, but uh, her clients have no problem because she's already been preparing them um, for what was coming. And, you know, the new tax law that we're talking about was the, uh, I guess, the the 
uh, one that Trump passed through the Congress. I guess it wasn't his tax plan technically, but he had some of the principles that guided what ultimately got passed. And some of the things that were affected, we were just talking about withholdings uh, off air at the end of the first segment, um, as well as if you are W-2, those unreimbursed business expenses are also affected. Um, so if you are a loan officer, if you are uh, maybe a truck driver that gets paid per diem per day, you know, there's some of that that are affected as well. And I'm sure a host of other things as well. But those are the things that sort of bubbled up. Let's start here. Why don't you tell me sort of what's been happening and what you're seeing as you're going through the tax season here? Absolutely. So uh, it's really varying all across the board. Every single tax situation is completely unique. And, uh, you know, in hearing about what the new act was going to provide, which was roughly 3% less taxation for everyone, that's putting everybody in the same basket. Mm. And I've never seen anything more individualistic Mm. uh, than tax. Uh, you know, as far as the person's family situation, married or not, kids or not, um, all kinds of different factors that that go into it. Uh, so subsequently, everybody has a different situation. And when uh, the new law went into effect last February, March, right around there, uh, the the withholding tables were reduced, assuming three percent tax you know less tax for everyone well my question is how do they know what you made Mm. or your wife made or uh you know all these different things maybe you had to you know take a second job uh maybe you had to work a lot of overtime things like that anything that's going to increase that income that then we might be looking at a new tax bracket. Mm. Then the withholding was reduced uh, at the same time. So less was coming out and you did not have to make a W-4 change for that to happen. That all the withholding tables were dropped Mm -hmm. uh, by the government. So subsequently you could have made more and had less taken out, therefore affecting your overall outcome. Somebody who is so simple-minded like myself, let, let, let me just make sure that I understand it. And, and maybe most of my listeners, our listeners are, are probably right on your same page, but basically the government allows you to fill out the W4 or the I, what is it? The W4? W4. W4 form. Um, and that can be filled out every year, I guess. Yes, you can make changes to it at any time. At any time. So they're sort of anticip they're helping you to anticipate what needs to be withheld because in a perfect world you're just paying your taxes every month and they're taking some out and at the end of the end of the year if if you planned correctly you're not getting back any money and you're not having to pay in any money. Am I am I correct in that? That's correct. Right. Truly effective tax planning is a refund less than a thousand dollars. That means that your withholding was correct and you had more money in your pocket <laughs> all year, uh, yeah. rather than uh, having it withheld in it. You have to wait a year to get it back in a refund. Yeah, but what about those people who like to spend and then it's like kind of like a forced savings plan in a way? I mean, that is so ridiculous. I I know what you're going to say because I mean you're getting zero percent on that money that's sitting over there in Donald's. Uh, 
driveway. However, if you were to able to get more money, let's say somebody gets $6,000 back. Well, there's $500 per month. You could have been investing in a, you know, an account that's going to yield you 7%. So instead you're paying for Trump Plaza when you could have been paying for Ray, whatever, you know? So that's part of the issue that people need to think through. Exactly. Um, A uh, person's choice on withholding and their individual tax outcomes is extremely personal. Mm. Some people do use it as a savings account, Mm. and perhaps what they do with their refund every year is they take a vacation. Maybe they fund their spring break and they go to Disney. We all know expensive Disney is, so you could be looking at a big price tag. You're advising people to, to not do that, though, I would assume, right? Well, there are wiser choices, uh, so to speak, (laughs) of things uh, that you could do. Maybe you need to make home repairs uh, that would, you know, make a big difference Mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, investing for our retirements. Maybe you have college uh, or children headed for college and we need to save in 529 plans to cover their Mm. college expenses. So an overage uh, in... That, uh, you know, you can do a lot of different things with refund money. And again, it is an extremely personal decision based upon what that taxpayer does with their their refund. Mm-hmm. But there's there's times where you have uh, people out there that don't have a they may be W-2, but are not consistent month or you know paycheck to paycheck as far as their income so you think of commission people that are on w-2 bonus people that are on w-2 and so they get a lump sum check at the end of a month that kind of throws them into a different category so it's a little bit harder to plan how do you advise those people to keep it spread out to where you're not getting back a lot of you know tax return money but because they're getting major lump sums in the month the bonus situation is a little bit uncontrollable, and that is because bonuses are automatically taxed at the higher rate of 25 to 28%. So the withholding on that is naturally higher on a bonus, uh, and the, that rule is there uh, to avoid low withholding in a large chunk right. of compensation. Right, right, right. So so how do you advise people with uh, with that? Because taking out 28%, Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the year, they're getting back eight or nine thousand. Yeah, I used to have to deal with that when I when I was the loan officer because you would have a really good month, and then you would build that back up. And I'm sure other people deal with that too. Mm-hmm. So you would have a large amount because it would it would say, "Oh, you're making uh, that's that." So it, it sort of extrapolated what they think you're going to make over the twelve months, right? And so it, it would take yeah. out a lot. So I, I used to get a, a big check back at the end of the year because it would always think I was making a lot more than I was. And I would increase the 401k because that's going to come off pre-tax before the bonus is taxed. Right. So I would cap out as much as possible mm-hmm. into the 401k, shave down the taxable side of it that then is taxed at the 25%. Mm-hmm. My aunt Kathy just joined on Instagram. So if you have a question, aunt Kathy, please let us know. She um, is in Nashville. Um, so that's a very good point. Now I did some calculations and let me just see if this numbers are lining up correctly. Let's say somebody gets back a $6,000 tax refund, right? 
But let's say they, if they had invested that correctly or if they had tax planned with you in advance and they were um, taking that $500 and applying it and yielding 7%. So that's about 50, I'm sorry, $35 per month. So if I take that times 12, then times 50 years, <laughs> I mean, that's like, you know, a lot of money. It's $21,000 over your, your work life. And that's, you know, just because you didn't want to go through a couple of preparation steps, you could save, have saved yourself that much money. Now I'm using 7%. Likely you're going to yield more than that. And that's just an example of how the money will, and I didn't even include the compounding effect that investing would give you as well. But is, I mean, I know you're not here to talk about investing necessarily, but, um, the fact is there are some opportunities, right? Absolutely. And again, when we look at if we, you know, maximize 401k and we withhold less and then it creates more in the monthly budget, by all means, there's things to identify, whether we uh, put that in investment accounts or retirement accounts. And again, 529s are big ones for children, you know, headed to college. You want the power of the compounding for the whole 18 years uh, that they're with you until they go to school. So even if you did $100 a month or $200 a month, if you have two kids, $100 each into their 529s, that's a, a nice um you know, nest egg that's there uh, that um, can then be utilized for school, which is terrific. If I do, yeah, because they're going to school if I have a 529 set up. But what if they don't go to school? What if they decide that they want to do something different? So if they decide that they want to do something different, I think it's important to bring up one other point mm. about the 529s. In the new tax reform, it is now an option to pay for private school mm. uh, for elementary and secondary uh, students uh, up to $10,000 in one year out of a wow. 529. I, I did not know that because we're sending our kids back to school. We've been homeschooling and we're putting them back into the system, <laughs> but we're doing a private school. So that's good to know. Um, very good to know, actually. And these are the kind of things, I mean, you have a lot of news reports that come out, certainly. And you have the, uh, I even went to Fox and CNN, some of the ones, and it's, it's, it's currently in the news. And you won't get this type of information just from them. You will not get the details. Stick around with us. We have the tax cat with us in studio. Thank you for joining us. We'll be right back. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. Thank you for joining us. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host, uh, does a little bit of everything. He was also the host for several weeks and appreciated him stepping in. Um, thank you guys for joining us. We're here with Yvonne uh, Kautz from Five Star Holdings. Uh, she is a, a really, she wears many hats, but a tax planner. Um, what would you call yourself? I am a tax practitioner. Ooh. Oh, I love that. I love that. Can I just call you an MD then? <laughs> yeah. So would that be MDT? Yeah. I Medical guess. doctor of taxes. Oh, wow. I <laughs> love that. That's so good. Um, you do have, I mean, you're an accountant, you know, that, what, what, what is your credentials, if you will? I mean, other than just experience 
Absolutely. So I've been in the tax field about 10 years and I hold a federal tax license, which Mm -hmm. is called an EA. Mm -hmm. I'm an enrolled agent. My license comes directly from uh, the Department of Treasury, the Mm -hmm. IRS, and uh, all of my reporting of CE credentials uh, as far as hours and such are reported to the federal government. Mm-hmm. So they are the oversight uh, committee mm-hmm. that, um, you know, watches over all of us who are uh, EAs. I gotcha. Wow. That's really interesting. Um, you have also a passion. You have a passion for veterans, right? I remember last year we talked about, and that's sort of where your name, Five Star Holdings, um, originated from, and it, I think your father, somebody, your family ha- has been in the service. And so you have a special place in your heart for veterans. Um, not that you don't work with non-veterans, but um, you talk, talk a little bit about your love and passion for the people who serve in the armed forces. Absolutely. Uh, so a great majority of our uh, client base uh, is in fact military, and that is all factions. That is our active duty. It is our guard. It is our reserve. Uh, also our retired uh, folks as well. So we take care of them uh, from you know any stage uh, that they are in uh, in their military service. So we actually um, are a fully digital uh, firm where uh, we are able to serve them no matter where they are. So currently, um, our largest army unit in the state, uh, the 278, uh, is serving overseas. And I have actually been able to prepare their tax returns and they sign electronically uh, no matter where they are, uh, which is fantastic, where we are able to serve those who are serving us without any delay, you know, and yeah, and prior, uh, you know, tax years, uh, you know, many moons ago, if I have to admit how old I am, uh, you were not able to do that when you were serving in the military and you were on deployment. Mm. You would have to wait until you came home or your spouse or uh, the person who was your power of attorney could come in and file a return for you. Okay. Uh, so uh, it just you know created delays and things like that. Uh, but now uh, we are able to serve them no matter where they are. So um, hats off to our military who are serving in Europe, um, also Kosovo, and um, all of you know the uh, Asian. I've got a lot of uh, uh, Asian Peninsula, a lot of Marines there. We have Navy in Africa. Uh, so they are anywhere and everywhere, and we're still able to take care of them. That's and awesome. Kevin, one of the things that you know about Yvonne, but uh, everybody else might not, not know. Not Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> no, you definitely know, is her, her spirit of uh, explaining mm. and teaching. Yes. And she's been fantastic. She's a big help to me. Believe mm. me, a big help to me. But uh, talk, talk a little bit about all your experiences, training, and what you're doing now as far as giving back to the community. Absolutely. Uh, so several years ago, I developed a, a specific class for the military and actually go on base and at military units and teach our military their specific tax rights. There's about a dozen provisions that are special to military Mm. and many don't know them. Uh, So getting out on base, wherever I'm called to, um, 
Last year, I was up with the Navy in D.C. I went up there to spend some time schooling them. Uh, It could be Middle Tennessee. It could be, you know, right here home uh, in Knoxville, uh, where we spend time discussing those military tax provisions. Also, I'm seeing an even greater need in our civilian community uh, as far as self-employed, rental property uh, owners, um, all kinds of different tax scenarios that need lots of education. So, mm. and uh, it's something that I just greatly uh, enjoy. Uh, mm. so. What about locally at the university? Yes, absolutely. So I developed a class uh, for just specific to the new tax reform uh, with the University of Tennessee. So I am teaching that at uh, the Henley Center, uh, at the conference center that is, uh, down on Henley. And it is a non credit course uh, currently, uh, and I will be teaching it again in the fall. So uh, watch those catalogs or check out UT Noncredit online uh, for, uh, it's called Taxes and You, The Big Equation. Wow. (laughs) I love it. Well, there are a lot of new provisions. So that fact that you're getting out there and doing that, um, I'm assuming uh, definitely you're doing it in a way that you can teach people and you want to help advise people and get the information out there. These folks are maybe not going to be your clients immediately or ever. That's not why you're doing it. You're doing it so that you can educate. And then furthermore, with your veteran passion, you're not going out there and expecting, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is that your motive, you're leading with your heart and not your pocketbook. And I think that's admirable. I think that's something that is um, really maybe lost in some areas of our country. But uh, that is really the way things should work and being that advisor. Well, I I talked to um, an accountant uh, called an accountant friend of mine, Mm -hmm. and I asked him about before I Yvonne helped me incorporate for a nonprofit. And I had asked him and he said, I asked him a couple of questions and he says, yes, I can answer those, but you're going to be paying somewhere around six or $700 for me to research that. I said, okay, thank you. I'm calling Yvonne. Mm-hmm. And I called you and said, oh, come on in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's sit down and talk. So Fantastic. you didn't call Yvonne first? Is that what you're telling me? I, I didn't. I called the, my first buddy who I thought would help me. In. Yeah. Well, and you know what? That's so true because I've talked to attorneys, you know, in, in, in my career here at MIG. And sometimes, you know, it's it's like, hey, we're going to charge because that's what they do. That's their job. That's However, right. you know, what I think Yvonne adds to the fold, just like what MIG loan officers add is like, you know what, we're going to give you the information. I mean, we're not going to withhold information from you. Now, if you have me do an expansive, you know, research on, you know, all of the tax code for, you know, all of these different scenarios, well, there may be some expense involved in that, but if you just want to have high level consultation, I I mean, I know that you would provide that you provided that to my mother-in-law and she was so thankful and then ultimately became a client. And that's really remarkable that, um, you could go out there and like work for people. You know, you're not, you're not necessarily like, Hey, I need to get money. I need to get money. I need to get money. It's like, how can I serve this individual? How can I be of service? And yeah, I get paid. That's how it works, but you're not leading with it. And you can just tell that by talking with her. It doesn't take like a genius. And it's intimidating. To it it's intimidating to go to some of those professionals when you don't really understand yeah. what you're talking about anyway. Yeah. And you don't really know how to phrase the question. Give me $600. I'll get you. I'll, I'll, I'll bring I'll you up to speed. I'll answer for you. Okay. okay. All right. And yeah. most definitely it's a, a huge passion of mine. God bless me 
with an incredible financial mind, and I want to bless others with that. But yeah. I feel very strongly that as Americans, we are all paying tax, yet nobody is discussing it. Mm. And I want to change that in my lifetime mm. where yeah. you know tax should be a part of uh, curriculum at high school and college levels wow. uh, because our young people need to understand they are going to be the taxpayers uh, that carry the country forward and they need to have an understanding the purpose of tax how it is calculated what does it mean when you have a refund what does it mean when you owe Mm -hmm. and they need to know this information we have college students filling out fafsas that have no understanding of the tax part of that and how it affects the type of scholarships and grants and things like that that they may get or pill Pell Grants or even student loans. It is all based on taxation Mm -hmm. and we need to have a more open conversation and it needs to be taught. Absolutely. Um, You just mentioned that God bless you with an incredible financial mind. God has blessed me with an incredible co-host and an incredible guest and an incredible producer. That's what I'm here and that's what I'm thankful for. Mm -hmm. And I want to maybe in the next segment, I want to get to maybe talking a little comparative uh, analysis of what you see. And we did talk about this a little bit, but um, what are, what's the low hanging fruit for people who are, you know, filing, you know, I guess we got like what, six weeks or whatever. Um, But what is, what are some of the things that people could um, really do now, even though it's sort of late in the game, if they haven't planned for it, Uh, And then also, you know, I know that there's a number that's going around that, you know, suggests that tax refunds are up, but then I've heard other reports that tax refunds are down. So I want to get it from the goat, which is the greatest of all time right here, (laughs) the tax cat. We're going to be right back after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am here right now with co-host and executive producer Mark Griffith. I'm also here with my Aunt Kathy, Aunt Patty, and Aunt Susan live on Instagram, as well as Yvonne Kautz. Uh, she is our host. I'm sorry, our guest today. Matter of fact, let's turn this. <laughs> yeah. You could just host the show. She could. It would be easy. You're awesome. We love you, and we thank you for being here. Um, and you have, I don't know what it is, Mark. She has a very soothing. She's very, very easy to talk to. <laughs> she really is. She really is. You're too um, kind. Listen to that voice. I, I mean, she's got a voice. I tell you what. You're Can going you to jail for tax evasion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, where do I sign? <laughs> so, um, can you sing, by the way? Do you, do you have a good singing voice? Because you have a very absolutely nice... cannot. God blessed me with uh, numbers, but yeah. uh, no, that is not a singing voice in right. there either. Right. Well, I, I just appreciate the time that you give to us, and this is the third show that we've had with you. And um, you can check out the other two if you'd like. Um, some of it's dated, maybe not, but some of it's some of it's uh, relatively fresh. Um, this is the freshest 
show, of course. But go check it out, thehousinghour.com. That's the treasure trove of information. We'd love for you to go. Uh, we had two shows with her last year. Mark has a series, so you can um, click on the banner, and it'll take you right to it. It's on SoundCloud, so you can listen live. You can also go to iTunes and subscribe to our podcast. We'd love to have you um, as well. Um, and we were talking for the first three segments about a variety of topics. We went down many different avenues. We learned more about what the tax uh, code changed with as it related to unreimbursed business expenses. And we talked a little bit about that. But I want to give the opportunity for you because I know some things that you want to maybe point out. Where would you like to go in this last segment? I, I trust that you will take us in the right direction and then we'll just have a, a conversation. How about that? I am good for that. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's let's start with the low hanging fruit. Somebody hasn't filed their tax returns. They're coming in to you. What what are some things that you're immediately going to start to look for and help them with? Like I mentioned, the 18 year obviously has has passed. Uh, there's a couple of things people can look at. You know, making IRA contributions by the due date of the return, things like that. But I think a tremendous part of the conversation is. When we see the outcome of the 28 return, what uh, is the desired outcome and then planning about how we get there? And I think the initial start of that is almost an inventory of what affects your tax return. Uh, You know, are we on a married filing joint return? Uh, How old are our children? Uh, Do we have anybody turning 17 in 2019 that we now will not have a $2,000 child tax credit for? There's an additional credit now uh, for $500 uh, that is uh, for uh, our uh, students, you know, age 17 Mm -hmm. uh, through 23, uh, you know, when they're still a dependent on your return when they are a full-time student. Mm. So they could still be in high school at the 17 and 18, and then they're moving in to college uh, at the uh, the older ages. Mm-hmm. Uh, so doing an inventory about what's affecting our return. Uh, do we own our home? Are we going to sell a home? Are we buying a home? Uh, do we have large sales tax purchases? There's a lot of discussion that, oh, I just can't itemize anymore because the uh, standard deduction doubled. Well, I always say, it ain't over till the tax lady sings. <laughs> so you can sing. Uh, yeah. Well, sort oh, of. <laughs> I guess I sing with my calculator. Uh, but um, and Patty said she couldn't hear you, so I'm picking the phone up. Okay, cool beans. Uh, so subsequently, I I think there's you know a lot of different things uh, to take a look at, and what is specific to you, uh, and. Uh, How do we then utilize the inventory items that are on that tax return to your benefit? Uh, We have a child going into college. Well, we need to talk about the higher education tax credits, Mm -hmm. uh, and we need to know how that's going to affect us. And will we see uh, something out of that? You know, our Tennessee Promise families, I get a lot of discussion, uh, same with military on GI Bill benefits for school. Uh, oh, no, I, I can't get uh, an education credit. Well, we have to get down in the weeds and look at it. Mm-hmm. With Tennessee Promise, we may still be paying for books. Uh, we may still be paying for certain fees that are not rolled in with tuition. So those out-of-pocket expenses, we want to take a very close look at. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with GI Bill, uh, where I 
you know, usually hear that from our service members uh, or their family members who are utilizing those benefits. Uh, and they'll say, oh, well, that's not possible. But we really have to dig down and take a look. And knowing what our tax rights are in uh, utilizing these various provisions mm-hmm. uh, are just huge. Now, now, sorry, when you have somebody coming in and you let's say you're going to find out, are they still working? Are they retired? I mean, there's a variety of questions I'm sure that one would ask in your position. Let's say they're retired and you are they're receiving either maybe some investment income or maybe they're receiving a pension or maybe they're whatever it is that they're doing. Maybe they're selling shoes on eBay. I don't know. Um, what are some of the things that you might first help guide a retired couple or person or whatever, what are some things that they could do that would benefit them with the new tax law, if anything? I would definitely say uh, the most common thing that I see is taxability of Social Security, Mm -hmm. uh, that it is a misnomer that it's not taxable. However, it depends on the other income in play in that tax return that could make the social up to 85% taxable. And many people do not realize that. And then they've collected the social throughout the year. And all of a sudden, because their spouse is still working and on a W-2, that income, maybe they started receiving a pension from Oak Ridge and subsequently all the different income is then going to affect the taxability of the social and they could owe uh, as far as that extra money coming into the return of the social being 85% taxable. So it is something that needs a lot of uh, review to look at the details and then you adjust the withholding maybe in the W-2 or in the pension distribution. You know, you can even take uh, withholding from the social itself. So uh, there's lots of options uh, with regard to, um, I think that's one of the things that needs the most budget planning is Mm. you're going from uh, a W-2 scenario that you've known for years and you know how that works, but now we have other sources of income and we've got to figure out the taxation of it and then make sure we pay the tax bill along the way in withholding mm. and then come out to the desired outcome of the return. Um, also, for our self-employed uh, folks, uh, really, really important, uh, the new QBI deduction uh, that is available uh, for our 1099 folks that file a Schedule C. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a 20% reduction to the taxable uh, income line. That is an equalizer because the true uh, benefactors of the reform uh, were our corporations because they all went flat taxed to 21%. Mm. So they could have gone from, you know, 35% down to 21. It's technically an economic stimulator because if right. they're paying almost 15% less tax, what are they going to do? Hire people. Hire people, pay them more money. Mm-hmm. They're going to put more money in their pocket. Some <laughs> golden parachutes up in here. I, I don't know. <laughs> they're also going to buy buildings mm-hmm. and equipment that they couldn't afford uh, for years. This is the great philosophical debate that's been going on mm-hmm. since the beginning of time. The Roman empires were, were probably were probably dealing with the same thing. 
Exactly. Right. And subsequently, and look what happened to them. <laughs> <laughs> subsequently, uh, you know, you have a, a, a very large tax, um, you know, offset that was going on for the corporates, but our uh, self-employed folks are receiving that same 20% benefit, uh, which is, I've seen to be a, a positive uh, in the tax returns. Uh, so yeah, really great stuff. You're like the Shakespeare of no kidding. Accountants. This is incredible. Like she didn't even skip a beat. She's just like the Eminem and she's not reading of this. tax <laughs> planning. No, it, I am so impressed. The knowledge that you possess. And I mean, listen, you're not paying us anything. We're not endorsing. I right, mean, I'm right, right, right. sort of endorsing you, but you're not paying us anything. We really just like you, <laughs> I mean, you know, and we've referred people to you and it's not like we're in some sort of business deal. This is just incredible information. And if, if, I mean, if you're out there, folks, if you have a situation and you need some guidance, then, you know, I don't even know if you have enough people working for you for the amount of people that probably could come to you. Maybe not the result of this show, but just the more you're in business, I, I see just you're evolving into something very, very big and you're, and you're, and you're great. We love it. We love it because there is a big uh, gap, I think, with knowledge around this subject. And so many people are susceptible to audits. And if they got audited because they didn't do their due diligence, guess what? There's not debtor's prison, but there's something close. And you don't want to have it happen to you. Right, Yvonne? Exactly. Only Uh, one minute left, so 10 seconds. Sure. And uh, we are... um, a very ethical firm. We make sure it gets done right. Uh, and we just want to serve and make sure that we're taking care of your tax situation uh, best that we can uh, to achieve the results that you would like. And we uh, we honor that opportunity. I love it. I love it. And we're so thankful for Yvonne coming in. Um, go to thehousinghour.com and check out her information. And thank you to Mark for putting this together. Thank you also to Eric. We'll see you next week right here on The Housing Hour. That's The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know. So come here to find out. Also, check us out at thehousinghour.com. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.